0: I'm sports attorney, Luke Fedlum, and welcome to the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. Each conversation, we focus on sharing information and having conversations around how athletes can best educate and protect themselves for their life outside of their sports. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Luke Fedlum, and I know every podcast I talk about how excited I am about having my guests or whoever's joining me, but I have got to tell you this week i am so excited to have a brother from another mother with me today kwame christian who is the director of the american negotiation institute let's see what else we went to law school together we share the same birthday this he's like a tedx guy i mean he is just a best-selling author i I mean i could go on and on but then that will be too long for our podcast so please Allow me to welcome to this Protecting Your Possibilities podcast, Kwame Christian. Kwame, what's up, man?
1: Hey, Luke. Not too much. Glad to be here, man.
0: i got to start off by saying, first of all, thank you. Thank you for finding time in your schedule to join us in this conversation on just negotiating. Because, listen, when I say it, Kwame is a busy, busy person, right? He is sought after for speaking engagements, doing workshops, basically helping people learn how to negotiate. And he has done a phenomenal job at that. So I'm always, I'm always pumped to, uh, to promote great people. And Kwame is one of those great people. So I just want to dig right into it, Kwame. Let's talk negotiating, man.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for this.
0: So one of the things, you know, we've talked about how, you know, this podcast really is focused on the protection and education of athletes. And we know that athletes have their agent who will oftentimes kind of be their primary negotiator, if you will, when it comes to their player contract. But there are so many other aspects of their lives, both personally and from a business perspective, where negotiating skills, techniques, and understanding some of the basics of negotiations would be helpful to them. So if if you were talking to someone who's just kind of thinking about you know, how do you negotiate? What does that mean? Kind of what are some of your initial kind of ground level thoughts, tips and ideas?
1: Yeah. So when we're talking about negotiation, we need to make sure we're talking about the same thing. And so I think that's where it starts because most people envision a very structured approach to negotiation, like the contract negotiations you talked about. The, The definition I use for negotiation is anytime you're in the conversation and somebody in the conversation wants something. And so,
0: so hold on. Let's 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 revisit that. So, anytime you're in a conversation, and somebody in that conversation wants something, okay, I like that. So, that's so that's good because I know I, I know I've had quite a few conversations with my son this morning, who's ten years old. So I've definitely been negotiating with him. But I think there's a lot of other opportunities too, where people want athletes to invest in businesses, and they want them to, you know, maybe uh, join in on a particular endeavor. Like we're talking about those kind of things, right?
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And and think about it, too. When you have this broader example of what a negotiation is, it helps you to recognize when the negotiation actually begins. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big issue. So I think about negotiation like a never ending game of chess. The second I make contact with you, the negotiation begins. So it begs the question, what are we negotiating at that point? I'm negotiating for intentions. I want to get that from you. So it's not something tangible, but I want to understand where you're coming from. I want to know who you are. I want to learn more about it. And we, when we talk about the negotiation skills, we often limit it to these really structured business in, engagements. But even before we get to that big, obvious negotiation, there are these little micro negotiations that are happening all along the way. And we position ourselves better by taking advantage of those opportunities. And it makes the big one a lot easier to handle once it comes.
0: Ooh, that's good. This is it, We starting off with the fire today. I liked it. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about these micro negotiations then. If I have to think about uh, a lot of times, an athlete uh, may come to me where they've been sought out to invest in a business, let's say. And typically, what will happen is I'll get involved where they either are at that Final point of quote unquote the big negotiation, as you talked about, or where they already have an agreement that the other side has sent them that now, you know, we're going to take a look at and go through from a legal perspective. But it sounds like what you're talking about with the micro negotiation is that there are a lot of things, you know, steps along the way where maybe it's the initial conversations that start to happen where there could be some of that micro negotiation from the beginning that could set them up for maybe a better position to have then in that broader, bigger negotiation. Am am I thinking about that the right way?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And the the thing is, again, when you think about it like chess in terms of positioning, everybody wants to get a checkmate, right? But the the thing is that comes as a result of good positioning along the way. You have to put yourself in a position to get to the point. And so we, again, we want to start also thinking about expectations too. That's one of the most important things that we have to negotiate. What are their expectations? What are our expectations? It's not only going to be financial because sometimes maybe for our perspective, we want to just give them money and make it work. But then uh, from them, they might actually have a perspective where in addition to the money, they want to borrow your likeness. They want you to go out and, uh, and actually do some work. You don't have time for that and so we need to have those conversations to see what those true expectations are sometimes they might hide it either intentionally or unintentionally but we have to use these negotiation skills to dig deeper beneath the surface and figure out what those intentions are so then we can negotiate those things before we even get to the contract
0: Oh, that's good so so okay so let's let's talk about it then so we we're, we've talked kind of theory you know talked kind of definitions and everything so if we were to look at some of these micro negotiations some of those negotiations that occur just, you know, initially when someone wants to present something to, a, to an athlete or an athlete is considering something, what are some tips, what are some techniques or things to think about before you even get to this kind of legal document, you know, investment paperwork type of phase, when you're just having those initial conversations where maybe you're interested in something, or maybe someone's interested in having you be a part of something, what are some things that people should think about? With those micro negotiations. Any tips, any ideas on how to manage that to help set you up for success in the future?
1: Yeah, so two things here. And so I am coming from this from the perspective, or coming at this from the perspective that it is the athlete who is being approached by these uh, individuals for different business opportunities. And your success financially is going to be based on more so what you say no to than what you say yes to. And so the first thing I want you to be focused on is how to effectively set barriers before the conversation actually begins, right? So before Mm -hmm. we actually have the conversation, we're not going to say, yeah, that sounds really good. Oh yeah, this is definitely something I can do. Okay, because again, you're giving up a little bit of leverage, yeah. Yeah, Exactly, now they don't need to feel as though they need to work as hard to court you in when they're pressing you for an answer for some level of commitment, even if it's just a commitment to saying, I'm interested at <laughs> in this. just say,'m mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to make a decision now, but I'd like to learn more. Question, which leads us to the next tool thing. The most powerful persuasive tool that you have at your disposal is a great question, specifically open-ended questions, because you want to gather information. You want to learn more. And even if you ask questions in the right way, those questions can persuade the other person without you actually saying anything in particular. And so again, you want to hit them with the barrier the clear boundary and then ask a question so you can learn more and just doing that that simple exercise of boundary question boundary question you're going to see your position advance significantly just by doing that
0: that's good that's good so boundary question boundary question okay so so let's just kind of think about this for a little bit so i've had just a handful of athletes here over the past few months who have been looking at potential investments in cannabis uh, opportunities, right? Now, for all the listeners, I'm going to do a three-part series with some different experts in the cannabis space, just because there's been there's such interest from athletes on potentially investing in that space for a whole host of reasons, right? But let's just say, you know, in, in a couple of these instances, the athlete gets sold on the idea, um, the opportunity of a return right as opposed to necessarily the particulars right so they get kind of excited about this idea because let's just say as an example cannabis is a space where people believe that it's going to be an opportunity to get a a large return as cannabis becomes more commercialized and legalized in different areas that that's going to be that new opening for some new wealth to come in so they get sold on the idea how do you set boundaries Right. When you are really excited, potentially about the idea, because the idea is something that causes athletes, I think, a lot of times to want to go and invest without really kind of knowing whether they're getting good terms, whether it's a good deal or not a good deal. And then we end up being in this position. uh, You know, I'm in this position as the lawyer to say, hey, I get that you're interested and excited about this, but these deal terms are awful. You have no protection for these reasons, all this kind of stuff. So how do you set those boundaries on the front end?
1: Well, let's get a little bit Zen here. Luke, Um, the the first negotiation you have to have is with yourself. That's number one. And when it comes to effective decision making, here's something that people often miss. They often say, "Okay, if I make a bad decision, it's often because I'm I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Let's think about the negative side. But the thing is, especially on the business side you're probably more likely to make bad decisions because your emotions are too high on the other end. You're feeling too positively study after study demonstrates that when we feel positively about an opportunity or an individual, our level of critical thought goes down. And as a result, it makes us only focus on the good things and not the bad things. And so recognizing that beforehand, you have to have a conversation with yourself to say, Hey, what is my ultimate goal here? Is my ultimate goal to do something fun and cool or is my ultimate goal to make money? Okay, since that's my ultimate goal, there's some things that aren't really that clear. And so what we're doing actually is intentionally pulling down the amount of emotional positivity we're feeling in the situation so we can think better and operate at a higher level during the conversation. This is
0: great. Um, this is great on so many levels. I'm learning something here. I'm here talking with my with my dude, and we're sharing some good information. And this is a great convergence of a lot of, of really good things. And when I think about that, right, the the emotion and bringing down the emotion is such an important aspect of negotiating, um, and such an important aspect of of making decisions, right? I'm I'm very big on this this idea of what's the process that we use for decision making, and emotion can have such a major impact on how we evaluate information, how we analyze the different options that we have when making a decision. So that is great advice. Okay. So manage that emotion on the front end to help. Any other tips, any other thoughts when it comes to the micro negotiation that leads up, right? So we've kind of talked about this idea of setting the boundaries of being able to like, ask questions that are open-ended, that are insightful, and then even to question ourselves as to why we might want to do something to potentially lower our our emotional interest or emotional reaction to an opportunity. This is so good. Any other thoughts that you have for people who are thinking about those initial steps um, before doing some type of opportunity or deal?
1: Yeah. And again, let's keep this simple. Prepare. Mm -hmm. Preparing. It's something that people often uh, miss. I I mean, uh, a lot of times we we have this great opportunity coming up. We know we have a meeting and then we just go in there and freestyle making mistakes. And the thing is, it's really easy to turn a no into a yes. So if we're trying to hang out and I say, hey, Luke, no, sorry, I can't do it. It's easy for me to come back and say, actually, yeah, I can, especially in this business opportunity uh type of situation. But it's hard to turn a yes into a no. If I agree to something and then I come back later and I realize, oh, that was a bad deal, now the relationship's gonna be hurt because of that. And so again, thinking about barriers, one of the easiest ways to do it is by taking the time to prepare beforehand. And so, uh, okay, so we say, prepare, what does that even mean? So I have a gift for your audience. If they're interested, they can go to Mm -hmm. AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide and get a free negotiation guide. Actually, it's 15 (laughs) free negotiation guides that kind of walk them through how to prepare systematically. And so then you go into these conversations knowing what you want to say and knowing what you don't want to say. So you're in a much better position for success.
0: Man, this is, listen, what a better, what? there's no better way for us to end this kind of conversation. And you just gave out free gifts to the listeners, man. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of all my all listeners, nice, thank you for that. So I just have to say, you know, first and foremost, Kwame, thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. To, to educate our listeners. I know that we're going to be fighting to get you back on uh, our podcast and, and fighting with your schedule. I'm going to negotiate with your calendar to see if down the road <laughs> we can uh, we can make this happen again. But I do, I want to just throw a complete uh, shout out to Kwame. He is such a great person um, doing really important work in the areas of of negotiation, dispute resolution, etc. He's an adjunct professor, um, you know, he's an author, etc. So he mentioned it earlier. I want to say it again, AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com is where you can find more information about him. But if you go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide, you can get that free gift that he was talking about, which is fantastic. And also if you go um, for Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, he has a, a great podcast called Negotiate Anything it is literally, literally the world's most popular negotiation podcast. Kwame, I mean, first of all, thank you for not forgetting about me uh, when you uh, <laughs> left law school and just completely blew up. Thank you for remembering us, little folk. I appreciate that. Uh, but more importantly, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to come on and uh, join us on the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Luke. Always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So thank you for tuning in. And again, thank you to all of our listeners for, uh, for joining us on this journey. Again, we just want to educate and protect athletes and those around them. So we'll catch you on our next podcast. Thanks so much. Porter Wright Morrison Arthur LLP offers this content for informational purposes only as a service for our clients and friends. The content of this publication is not intended as legal advice for any purpose, and you should not consider it as such. It does not necessarily reflect the views of the firm as to any particular matter or those of its clients please consult an attorney for specific advice regarding your particular situation